You're listening to DraftKings Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's the Cooligans, stupid. Look at the studio's been upgraded a little bit. It's a little fancier, huh? Fancier. I feel like we've gone back in time. <laughs> I mean, we're more in the gilded age of the Cooligans now. <laughs> we're, the, we're doing the show from a Chateau. Okay? Uh, <laughs> you know what we used to call the studio the Chateau de Cooligans? Right, right. This is what inspired that blank white room. Uh, shout out to the Lowe's uh, Portofino Bay Hotel uh, here in Orlando, Florida. Beautiful hotel. Lovely. It yeah. reminds you of your honeymoon. Correct. Many ways. We're in a, we're, it, you know, look, obviously it's not real, but it's a bay, <laughs> right? With, with little gondolas, you know? And just like in your honeymoon, you here with me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Bringing back. So many great memories. And let me um, tell you something. The, the hotel is shaped like a, almost like a big, like a, like a, a slightly flattened V. Okay. And there's the east wing and the west wing. I'm staying in the east wing. I'm on the west Chris, wing. Chris out there cripping on the west side. <laughs> you know Flag hanging out his left side. Uh, and let me tell you something. I think you planned that on purpose to be in a different wing than me. <laughs> no, this was uh, where I was placed. So if, if you're not aware, we are in Orlando because we uh, were the MCs. We just needed to get away a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all was stressing us out. Uh, our voices sound a little uh, hoarse. Because we uh, were the someone MCs. laughed at that. You didn't, but someone out there laughed at hey, that just now. All right, some you know some people have standards, uh, some people don't. Um, yeah, those are my people. If you don't, <laughs> we were the MCs for the Premier League Fan Fest out uh, here in Orlando. So That's we right. are, uh, we're not doing the show live as we would normally would on a Monday because we have our flights uh, heading back home. But uh, we we said we got to do the show, so let's do it from. Uh, a place that kind of looks like Italy. Right. And every room is named after a Ninja Turtle. They got Michelangelo. They got Donatello. It's pretty dope. <laughs> no, we're in the Berlini conference room. Uh, Shout out. It's to- actually Bernini. Bernini. Oh, that's a yeah, Bernini. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you yeah. said Bellini, all right? Because we know what we want. <laughs> you know what? In fact, bring us the... Bu- no, there's no one here. It's a, it's a, this is a boozy brunch. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to play Taylor Swift, but the dance versions, and we're going to get on this table, okay? Uh, so, no, it's been a... Uh, it's I been mean, a blast. A blast. Uh, and a, and, and you know exhausting. Who hit me up? You know who hit me up? I don't know who hit you up. Who I forgot. I, I say that <laughs> as a hypothetical. Why don't you just tell me who hit you up because rather than doing this process? Have we Never met me. And two, is that more fun? It really is. Than the audience being like, I do wonder who hit him up. 
a good friend of ours, Giles Barnes, who we forgot to hit up. Oh, that's right. He was like, what? Y'all in Orlando and didn't message me? I'm like, oh, oops. Oops. <laughs> you know, oops. You know what? I mean, we to, to, to be fair, we haven't really had time to really. We, we can't hang out with nobody. Hang out with anybody. Uh, you know. You want to hang out with us? You need to score against Manchester United. <laughs> that's the only way we can spend time with you, bro. <laughs> okay. So you figure that out. I, so you got some homework to do on your end. Uh, but, yeah. So, you know, it's been very, very busy. Obviously, very early uh, call times. Uh, we're up at essentially 4 a.m. Uh, Exhausted. And and, and and tired. Yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put it. Um, but, you know, the show must go on. Mm. We, have, we must do uh, our jobs. And it's been, uh, you know, an unbelievable uh, experience. I mean, we, we hosted the, the Fan Fest in, in Philly, and, and this time around, um, NBC and, and the staff and, and everybody, the, the whole crew, uh, Re- Rebecca Lowe, the two Robbies, Tim Howard, it, I'm, I'm more than ever, we, they were like, all right, y'all, y'all part of the squad. Well, yeah, the last time was the first time, and, uh, you know, they were like, mm, mm. I don't know about <laughs> these two. This is how y'all dress professionally. You know? And now they're like, I know about these yeah, two. They just don't dress professionally, <laughs> okay. but they do their job. We, we've given them a second chance, <laughs> you know? and they've let us down they, again. They refuse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's been absolutely incredible. Shouts to everyone. And if you are a part of Gully Squad, you might want to buckle up because you're going to get the behind-the-scenes real deal. No cap recap. This week, right? We'll get that for you. Uh, probably by uh, probably about Tuesday night, maybe Wednesday. Bro, we might hand deliver it to you. So put your address <laughs> in the comments so you and know your social security number. All the details of what it's like <laughs> to uh, be the MCs mm. at a Premier League fan fest. Uh, join Gully Squad. Patreon.com slash Soccer Cooligans. That's uh, right. And you know what? I'm going to tell you what Rebecca Lowe's real accent is. <laughs> okay. Bro, I'm revealing all the truths <laughs> on No Cat Recap. Man, this, it feels like a, a preview to a reality show. Right. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I didn't know she grew up with DMX. It's different. <laughs> Yo, things are, you learn some things out here, bro. Rebecca Lowe. <laughs> she was crip walking with me, Yo. bro. <laughs> she said she refused to be on the east side, bro. I was like, damn. <laughs> Slap the concierge at everything, bro. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be uh, dope so make sure uh, you join the Patreon for that uh, so as always look it's a bummer we don't have our, our, our buttons I got you uh, it's the cool again, buddy. Welcome to the cool again. My name is Christian Polanco. I am Alexis Guerrero's top of the league. <laughs> again, shout out to uh, Lowe's for letting us use this space uh, out here in Orlando. The hardware store, bro. They're so dope. <laughs> they just have this. Lowe, Low, I mean, it's spelled a little differently. <laughs> but nah. Lowe, it's the same. Is, is it the same owners of the no. movie theater? No. Chain. No. No, it isn't? No, no. Yeah, Why wouldn't? You can't have... Spider-Man behind I'm us. I'm just saying no. you can't have movie theater and uh, and a hotel? What? You own too much. We got to break <laughs> the company down. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like it might be, especially since we're in Universal and, you know... It is not. Lowe's is a very uh, famous uh, hotel brand around the okay. world, and they do a great job. Not the best of bringing coffee into a conference <laughs> room, if I might add. No, there's... There is room for improvement. It's a whole different department. 
department that handles that. Oh, okay? they just stared at me and were like, I think that's groups. And I'm like, I'm, well, I'm not a group. I'm a guy and I need my coffee. So can you just bring me a goddamn cup of coffee? Okay. But other than that, this has been an absolutely exceptional stay. But again, no cap break, we'll get all of it. Let's talk a little bit about the weekend of games. Would you like to start with your favorite team? <laughs> the, uh, the, and how, do you have a new one that you'd like to share with the rest of us? The The... Uh, what is it? The the Premier League weekend, uh, which uh, you know we were the MCs of. Mm. Um, so we had to keep our cool. Gesundheit. Uh, I had okay, a sneeze. Well, clean up and room Barine. <laughs> <laughs> what came out of you, dog? Well, sneeze. <laughs> Jesus. Was the last time you sneezed? Nineteen ninety four. Was it that wow, bad? No. Jesus. I mean, play it up for the audience, will you? It's just literally. Did improv? You don't remember? Yes, and it's just a sneeze. I'm just you're just like this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Just seven years, this kid's <laughs> forgot how comedy works. Anyway, hey, you sneeze? No, I didn't. End scene. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm a plumber now. Um, yeah. Oh, well, we can get the the despair out of the way. Everton Football Club loses. Uh, who they lose to? They lost to West Ham, a team also fighting, uh, uh, you know, in the relegation zone. Mm. And um, it was the uh, it was uh, El Sacico, as people were calling it. People were saying that. Look, they played Southampton um, uh, the week prior, and uh, and then West Ham. So te- two teams that are desperately fighting for points. This you wanna, been- can we just talk about something that's kind of crazy? You don't pronounce the H. Not you. You're not supposed to in the Royal U. Westham. No, you're in the in Southampton. Southampton. But you do in West Ham. Oh. But what's up with where's, these? Where's what's these? With that's, these that's the problem with the this English. This is why bro. I'm glad that Rebecca Lowe isn't really English, because we can have these conversations. There's with no her. consistency with them. <laughs> you know? That's the problem. And bro, y'all invented this language, and y'all just screwed up your own rules. <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, they these these two matches for Everton. All I mean, even. Just a draw would have been a, a, a pretty good result uh, for the sake of just staying up. Did everyone else hearing this feel the absolute sadness in that statement? <laughs> uh, but just no, a draw would have been good enough. You know, I've been uh, talking to, uh, you know, I was talking to a couple of Everton fans, uh, you know, out here and uh, including Tim Howard, who was on stage. I'm just like, hey, man, what's going on? Please help us. We got to <laughs> give him a nickname because we keep calling him. People say Timmy Howard, but that's not really a nickname. No, we gotta give him like th. Somebody's uh, there was the 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 sign Timmy Hilfiger the <laughs> the sign that uh, the Premier League sign guy was holding that said yes. him Howard, which is incredible. He is him Howard, <laughs> so. or as the English would pronounce it, M Howard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but if you laughed at that, you are also my people. Put a huge, flame in the, in the comments. Huge uh, um, opportunity. Uh, to to bring some peace of mind to Everton fans. I feel bad for you, and I've said this because you have to do this once a week uh, where you have to talk about Everton, but I feel even worse for Tim Howard because that man has to find a way on camera mm-hmm. to be gracious. And, like, at some point, there's just not enough you can do. What, what else can you say about this club and what it's going through <laughs> that makes it feel optimistic? You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, it's just got to be difficult. Yeah, and it, it, it's... Feeling like the the problems at the club. I was mentioning it this last week mm. on the show about how you know I think you were asking about Frank Lampard uh, and should he be removed and, and just get a new manager and the, and for the most part and I think most Everton fans are beyond the we need to change the manager. It, it's 
I think and choked up, buddy. Let it go. I think it's a um, it's just such a deep rooted problem. Um, and the, the culture of the club is just in, in a really bad place. The team is worse than last season. And they did bring in a few players and you think it would energize uh, uh, the squad a little bit. And uh, are you suggesting that by removing or sacking, if you will, uh, Frank Lampard, that that would not solve the issues. In, in I hand. don't think it would solve it, um, but I do think for in the short term, the you know uh, some people complain about Lampard's like tactics and all this other stuff. I I don't really think that is what the problem is. I I said this last week. I don't think he benches players that make mistakes. If players make errors, there seems to be no severe punishment for ruining what little chemistry the, the the squad even has and that is probably my biggest frustration right now as far as the team not being able to <clears throat> pick up any points whatsoever they've lost so many games they look <clears throat> just defeated <clears throat> well yeah this is what it is bro i don't tell you i, <laughs> I his body is I've trying been, to get it out of i've him. been screaming for <laughs> two full days uh and, and getting up in st lee early so this is what i sound like apologies um here's so fine okay he doesn't bench players we're at the point now where you need your tactics don't necessarily matter in the sense of like we need to play beautiful football, blah blah blah. You're halfway through the season officially. Mm-hmm. Now it's survival mode. Now it's park that bus, grind out ugly points. You know, if some of you just remembered prom night, but you grind out some <laughs> ugly wins. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get any point you can and try to survive and beat the other teams that are also in the same predicament. Which brings me to my next point. Or I have two questions for you. The first one is a yes or no. That's it. I don't want anything else. Is Frank Lampard the guy to do what I just said, to grind out those points, get this team to survive the drop? The answer is, I guess, no. I mean, I'm closer to no than yes, but I, I, I do think it's a more complex question. Because so you, this isn't about fixing the club. This isn't about fixing the issues. It's just surviving the drop. Right. Can Frank Lampard simply get this team, will this team, inspire this team to just survive the drop? No. Okay. No. Okay. No, no. Hold on. My next question is, did the club wait too long to sack him then? Because now they don't have – whoever they bring in doesn't have a January transfer window to possibly get that one or two players. Like, you know, jokingly, people have mentioned – KG mentioned this, I believe, on the Don Robbie channel. He was jokingly mentioned, send McTominay to uh, Everton. I actually think that's an absolutely incredible idea. That's the type of player you need. Someone who plays really well for Scotland maybe isn't at the level of what you need to play in uh, Eric Ten Hag's uh, style, but perfect for the, the situation that Everton are in. He guts you forward. He puts in a shift. He's a strong player. He plays with a lot of gusto. He can inspire this team, and he's a defensive midfielder, which you desperately need. Is that not... Is that not the type of – are you not missing that opportunity by having waited with Frank Lampard as long as you have? So now you're, now you're asking a more a, – a broader question about the club. And so there's no way to answer that question and really put 
uh, uh, a large portion of the responsibility on Frank Lampard. No, no, and I, I don't think I don't think I am. I don't think I'm asking you. You're to talking do about that Scott McTominay is not saving anything. Okay, but what I'm saying is <laughs> he's the type of player you need. He I'm, is not. He, he is I'm using not. that as an he example. Is he is not. I'm, okay, well I disagree. He, he's 100 percent not. And it's not. It's not. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying it has nothing to do with Scott McTominay. Uh, yeah, forget the, McTominay. This, there's but no the point one. I'm making is, did you did Everton wait too long to sack? Lampard. No, if you're saying no, he's not the guy to save no, the job, because it has nothing to do with the manager. So it doesn't matter if they waited. They could have waited eight years. They could have waited 15 minutes. It has nothing. You don't to think a guy uh, like in the Mourinho ilk, a, a Sam Allardyce, can't come in and just save this? Bro, team? you're lost in this. In this, simply, uh, a manager can come in and fix everything. No, That's, no, no. I'm not asking. I literally said not fix the team. Just survive the drop. It, it, you know, do a do a four four two. They can't. They, matter, they can't <laughs> score. They can't score goals. Has nothing to do with the defend. They're Everton for the first what ten ten weeks of the season were one of the better defensive teams. They weren't giving up many goals. Mm-hmm. So it, it has nothing to do. I mean, look, they they give up goals when they really should not. Overall, th- this is why uh, I think the bigger the where the bigger issue is. Everton have a, a, a terrible problem with decision making. And I've mentioned this before. They're, they, they're not playing as a unit. They, the players themselves don't seem to trust each other. They, they, I, I was you know, picking on Damari Gray. Damari Gray t- occasionally takes too many touches, doesn't fi- kind of find the right pass. Yes, he'll score a banger here and there, but... Throughout the 90 minutes of a match, he is he's occasionally making like six or seven mistakes. Same thing with Anthony Gordon. There's 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 certain uh, players. Uh, Onana to me is probably the the best player. He's um, certainly one you could build around. And and he to to me he makes the best decisions and and and, and takes positive touches, and shields the ball, uh, 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 defends with with a lot of heart. Also saucy. Don't forget that. There's just um, the players are making poor decisions over and over, and I don't know why they are not being uh, uh, penalized with, you know, not getting as many minutes as they are. Try things out. And that's my frustration with Frank Lampard. But it has – there's just – there have been so many – Managers, I. How many examples do you need of of like the club kind of listening to the fan base and being like, get this guy out of here? They do it, and they're still in the same exact position. I think that's a mistake. You never listen to the fan base, and I'm sorry for everyone listening, but there's a reason why none of you are, you know, managing a club. Okay. There's a reason why we're not managing clubs. It's because those people get paid to make those decisions. I mean, it's it's easy. Uh, look. It's easy to say that. What do you mean? Like, what was it? Gattuso? Who were they you, trying to bring in that they didn't want? They spray painted the building. No, wasn't it a Portuguese manager? There was a, uh, it wasn't an Italian manager. I forgot the guy's name, but I think it was a Portuguese. Yeah, manager. but they were like, "That's a mistake. We want Frank Lampard." Well, hold that. Sure. I look. I look. I, I've you know. Who spray painted that? It's your fault. I'm in the Everton bubble uh, uh, on, on Twitter, and nobody's really. Uh, what are the four of you saying? <laughs> <laughs> there are not people screaming their their heads off about we got to get rid of Frank Lampard. They, I'd be also you, you guys saw the be. sign even at the signs at the fan fest. Somebody held up a sign that says "sack the board." That's there. Which I was like, it's why getting is it? so bureaucratic. They're like literally looking at like who profit is, and loss, who's <laughs> profit the, and loss sheet. Who's the executive assistant yeah, for? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, who answers the phones, <laughs> bro? Because you gotta go we too. A, we need a we need new blood or whatever. It's getting uh, uh 
a pretty, uh, you know, it, it's getting to the point where you know how people uh, generally only vote in presidential elections, mm-hmm. and that's all they really care about. Now people are like, who is my borough president? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, who is my council person yeah. so that I can wait, contact them? <laughs> wait till you see what we do with this comptroller. He got to get out, bro. <laughs> you know, when the club, when the fans of the club know too much about the club, yeah. this is not a good sign. I've always said this. When you know more than just, like, the manager and the director <laughs> of football, right? Like, or the person who makes, like, you know, uh, transfer decisions. When you know more than that, bro, something bad happened. Not, not a good sign at all. Bro, uh, yo, you're like, yo, this COO, bro, can we sit down and talk about this? Uh, so, <laughs> look. It's an executive review. <laughs> it's bad, man. It, it's really, really bad. And, and if the if, uh, look, I think Frank Lampard, is it a possibility that he can keep the team up? Yes, I do. And, and, uh, but I, the only thing I think, the only way that I think that happens is if he just says, yo, some, some of my players are making too many mistakes They're be, or being too selfish with the ball or whatever. And just say, we got, we're going to have to try something else. Like bring in an academy player that might be able to do something a little bit different. And it's, it's risky, yes, because they're, they're fighting for points and they could end up in the championship. But we've had enough examples of of and a, a a body of work of what these players are capable of and what they're doing, that there has to be some sort of consequence. Maybe it'll knock some sense into some of the players to trust. Just pass it to your damn teammate. Not not take too many touches. Not try to be. Not try to save the club uh, uh, as an individual. Stuff like that. That those are the the things that get me so so frustrated as an Everton fan. Just like. Yeah, giving up goals. I'm like, it doesn't even hurt me anymore. I'm like, all right, yeah, it happened again. But it's just like, Damn, why did at that point? <laughs> why did we? Wh- how did we get here? Why did we make a, a a dumb foul, an unnecessary foul? Why did it? Just constant poor decision after poor decision. And you see, you watch, uh, you know, uh, the, you know, Arsenal, Manchester United. We're watching that. It's just like time after time. Like even the goal that um, the the first goal, Rashford's goal, mm. um, incredible goal, incredible goal. But one thing, uh, what made me envious is the fact that all the players were going, let's go, let's go, let's Odegaard, go. Odegaard, captain of the team. Odegaard is like, Shaka, everybody. Literally, like, forget it, forget it, let's go. Everybody, get back, get back to the, get the ball center circle, let's go, let's keep moving. I'm, they were, they were, weren't even thinking about it. It was an absolute, let them golazo. celebrate, who cares? They were immediately focused on the rest of the match. And, and that is that attitude that leads to, that you know the the game winning goal in 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 you know a, a late winner for Enketia and Everton do not have that they don't have characters like that maybe Seamus Coleman is like the closest to that he's but, old though but sure he's old that's it oh you don't listen to old people Bro, you know dusty, <laughs> but it's not you know it's not inspiring them and you mentioned oh Scott McTominay can come in and inspire no he's not gonna do that either. So that it, 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 I just mentioned that as just, an example of someone that just, you can bring in what, in January. It's just a terrible example. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm saying he's a fine player. When when you talk about his leadership role on the team, I'm I hope just like you were laughing at Alexis's uh, terrible joke earlier. I hope people laugh at that because that is a ridiculous thing to be saying. Also, wasn't a terrible joke. <laughs> 
<laughs> hope you're enjoying it. Uh, I think you're wrong. But anyway, uh, here's, I have my own uh, how are Everton doing meter, okay? Uh, and this is how I figure out how good are Everton right now or are they just losing but playing well, right? And here's, here's how the meter works. Uh, Christian does something. Uh, whenever a player makes a mistake on, on, on a team, Christian goes, no, right? He does that a lot. <laughs> now, generally in a match of 90 minutes, you hear about two to three no's. Right. Uh, this previous match, it was closer to five, <laughs> and that's almost double. <laughs> that's a lot of no's. My you know? noometer is, uh, <laughs> is, is through the roof, bro. <laughs> if you look at the greens, <laughs> noometer is coming from the west, uh, <laughs> the west side of the building. Um so, yeah, they, they are in the mud, uh, and it's not great. And, I, you know, again, we're going to have to start this again. This is now the second year in a row where week after week after week, I have to ask, are Everton going to be relegated? Um, no, they're not going to be relegated. What else am I going to say? <laughs> they're not. They're not. They, look. Do you honestly have confidence that they won't? Well, something's going to happen. Either Lampard, look, and, and – I. While we're even having this conversation right now, it is a possibility Frank Lampard could be sacked. Uh, that ha- I've heard that that is sort of in the works or that Frank Lampard will know his fate soon. Um, but I think the financial issues for Everton, if they go to the championship, are, would be so dire that they're going to do everything humanly possible to not. Right. So uh, again, new stadium opening. Right, and that's the thing. So they, they, they have a lot of... Um, uh, financial obligations and yeah opening a new stadium while in the championship would not be ideal uh, they would lose so so much money um, you know fans are saying sack the board they're saying um, uh, you know they want Mashiri to sell the club and all the stuff and they, there's been a, a, a weird it's been a weird week because <clears throat> we were talking last week about um, things you know the 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 board not going to the to Goodison Park for the match that the, the, turns out that woman being put in a headlock it may may not be true well, that may may not be true and there, there there was some it was some sort of something put out that maybe to make the uh, the fans like look bad i i don't know it's all uh, speculative um uh, you know ian wright even uh, apologized because he was he kind of went with the story and 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 kind of chastised everton fans and and then he he kind of you know retracted it and said like he apologized because you know he didn't know he thought that was true but there hasn't really been any it was reported by a couple of people but I think it was all stems from the one report right right so there there was no confirmation that this ever happened um, so yeah it's 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 a weird time but you know I know that Everton fans and the club itself don't want any of this stuff to be happening but uh, again you're I just think. Look, th- there are people who have, uh, you know, people on the board who have been at the club for a very, very long time. And, you know, maybe it's maybe it's just past them. Maybe, the you know, they haven't adapted to the modern game and it's finally caught up uh, uh, to this club. So, you know, I, I look, I, I think the, 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 the way forward is to, you know, just the way like when Pep got to Manchester City, the 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 club sort of the, the, the energy of the club completely changed and the philosophy. And that's what Everton needs. They need some, well, they need (laughs) whether it's a manager, whether it's uh, someone higher up to really instill some sense of, uh, of a philosophy and values and say like, this is how we're going to play. Um, And, and, and you realize like how kind of important that is. You see that, 
no matter who is managing Arsenal, Arsenal always play the same way because their fans ex- expect the, the 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 way the team plays to be similar all the time. Yeah, Wenger instilled that, and now that's become a, a you know sort of a defining feature of the club, similar to Johan Cruyff changing Barca. Right, right. So that's the kind of the main uh, uh, idea. Like the, the Everton does not have that. They they brought in manager after manager that play. Let's play like this. Oh no, let's play like this. Let's play. Let's forget. And that doesn't work. It, it all it does is really upset fans and and eventually lead to uh, failure. If it doesn't work. If it works, then yeah. Because yeah, if imagine Cruyff's system didn't work. They'd be like, oh, we're doing it again. No, I'm, the, the point I'm making is that constantly changing is right. what doesn't work. Right. That's really it. So if you have a successful system, you stick with it. You haven't had a successful system. Uh, I mean, 25 years ago, there was a successful system, and then it stopped working. Well, then... Systems have to change. Though. They do have to change. What I'm the point I'm clearly saying to constantly change the culture of the team and how the team plays will never lead to success. That's that's obvious. Constantly changing. Uh, uh, it's like a well, no, because if a system doesn't work and then you change it and that doesn't work, then you got to change it. You can't stick with something that doesn't change that doesn't work for the purpose of just not changing. Well, and I'm not saying that. Well, you kind of are. I'm not saying to con. What the example I'm saying so. If Everton were were uh, uh, whatever successful in the seventies and eighties, and then I'm they, gonna need y'all to really think hard. Picture <laughs> and then they being stopped successful. being successful. Right. Of course, you're you're going to change something. Right. But if the 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 philosophy and values and morals of the club were successful, and then you bring in somebody that. It didn't work once. And then you try to get, oh, right, that didn't work either. And then that, this doesn't work either. Man, Everton have had, what, eight, nine managers in, in the last six, seven years. I mean, that's a clear example of, con- of you're going to constantly fail. Right. I also, I, I get your point, but I think that it doesn't hold as much merit as what you're saying. I think you can look back and now say with, you know, hindsight being 2020, uh, we changed too much. But in that moment... A wasn't working. You go to B. B is not working. You got to go to C. C is not working. We're like shit. Now we got to go to D. So to some, to, so to, to in some way, yes, I get what you're saying, but that's being able to look back and sort of give like a, a bird's eye view of the of everything that's happened. That said, the one thing that I think is missing is there's no way to define what Everton is. You know what I mean? You can't say like, yo, Everton plays this way. Arsenal. You can. Manchester United, even. You can. Right. And I think that's a great, a great game to go to next uh, because, uh, you know, it led to me being happy. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit different. Then, yeah. Uh, the, the, the noometer was shut down, bro. Right. We didn't need it. Um, FanFest was a lot of fun, uh, but, you know, you work hard. You work for a couple hours. We're on our feet. We're running back and forth from the stage to the crowd. We're talking to everyone. You get 12 hours of that, you're exhausted. You know what I want to do when I'm exhausted? I want to sit down and I want to relax and I want to feel good. You know how I like to relax and feel good? I pop open a nice Coors life that is always the move oh. after and after an exhausting we put in a lot of work people think we don't really work bro it's chaotic bro <laughs> we got someone in our ears we're trying to get some bits out to make people you know have a good time and you're hearing 30 seconds 20 seconds hurry up get off you're gonna be on camera we don't want you on camera you're gonna ruin the show so it's it's exhausting it's chaotic but that's why you need it you need the release of that Coors Light. Very much so. I mean, we, we've had a couple uh, great dinners out here in Orlando. Beautiful. And I said, every time, it, it pairs well with a nice Coors Light. Hey, we're getting this nice smoked salmon. You know what goes well <laughs> with that? 
half the the second half of the Coors Light I have left <laughs> because it took too long to get that salmon. <laughs> okay, so as a reminder, when it's time to unwind, Coors Light is the beer I reach for. So if you want to hit reset, grab the beer that's made to chill. It's literally made to chill. The can turns blue. The little mountain turns blue when it's ready to go. Okay, it's right there, right on the bottle, right? So get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Cooligans. All right. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It was one of those things where I did not circle this match as an, as an Arsenal fan. I did not circle this match with uh, this is the one that defines the season. Mm-hmm. But very quickly after the, the first whistle, it kind of felt a little bit about it felt a little bit of a of what it, what is it like a statement match. Does that make sense? Because you realize Manchester United is coming in with incredible form, right? Eric Ten Hag's system, and as you said, Han Mike, which got the crowd really going, is once they got rid of Ronaldo. Oh yeah, uh, things <laughs> seem to be a little different. Let me tell you something. I heard, I heard booze coming from every angle. <laughs> I was like, okay, question, getting them going, bro. Uh, but you were one hundred percent right, and we've talked about that on this show. Um, once they got rid of Cristiano Ronaldo, it seems that. You know the team is solidified in a way. There's that the, the canter in the in the in the locker room has seen to have gone away. Uh, and and you saw Manchester United, where at the beginning of the season when they beat us, that was absolute shocking. No one could understand how that could happen because the team wasn't playing very well, and uh, Arsenal had begun the season incredibly well. Walking in, I still felt confident that Arsenal could could at, could at the very least uh, get a point, but it, it became very clear like, oh wait, this Manchester United team is for real you know they are at our home where they don't always win it's not necessarily an easy place for them to play but, mm-hmm. um, but they came in and even though we kind of bossed it up a little bit in the beginning we weren't really um, you know sort of we weren't really causing them problems we were getting them on their back heel but Manchester United out of nowhere you know Rashford is just a that's another person right now than who was in that team last year. Yeah, well, I mean, we were talking about it uh, before the game, and I and I told you, I'm like, look, as long as Rashford doesn't score, just just hold him, uh, you know, to to just keep him goalless. I, I think uh, our Arsenal should win this game pretty comfortably. And uh, nah, y'all didn't listen to me because he. Bro, why didn't we just? <laughs> I mean, listen? it was a great goal too. I, I I was so impressed, not just from distance, just really put his boot but, into it. But bro. he he. he it, the ball went outwards and then in, and it was a low-driven shot. But it he w- also 
bounced the ball between his two feet, completely confused. I forget what defender it was. It yeah, was Partey, our best and our best midfielder, but the, the, uh, defensive midfielder. But the you know the the Rashford only got the ball from a, a mistake from Partey. Yeah, he, it was a turnover. It, it was a, a bad pass. So a, a, a rare mistake and in in your own half and and you know and then magic from uh, from Marcus Rashford. But the what goes to show, man, he just needs. He's a different player. He needed to be able to sort of walk that ball in last season. Sure, his confidence wasn't where it is today to try a shot like that. He was given. He gave himself a little bit of space, and he completely, literally kicked. It was the absolute perfect shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was impressive. So um, it, it did feel like, um, you know, uh, Arsenal have not been down in matches in many games. No, especially um, at home. Uh, but they, 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 were, they were losing. I forgot the other game that they were down and also won that game. Um, so part of me, I, even when they gave up that goal and I saw all the players and I saw Odegaard being like, let's go, let's go, let's move on. I was like, you know what? This is a sign. This is a... a um, a, a sort of demonstration of what championship winning teams are, which is you are losing in a game that the world kind of expects you to win and you win anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, those you need those kind of trials uh, in a season to to really kind of. Test your metal. Yeah, you know? yeah, 100%. It, it, it refines your right. metal. It solidifies your metal. And what I saw is when Odegaard and Shaka and everyone is saying, come on, come on, come on, what I realize is they're not a team that tries to win that game. They're a, they're a team. Arsenal is a club, uh, especially with the squad out on the pitch. Their job is to make that system successful. And what I mean by that is when they're saying, come on, come on, come on, they're not saying, come on, we're better than this team. They're not saying, come on, we need to beat them. They're not saying, come on, we need three points. They're saying, come on, we've done all the things we need to do to score, and we, and we haven't scored yet. So let's just get back to what we're supposed to do. Players are supposed to be here. You're supposed to make this run. You're supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. And I think that's why they – do not stop. That's why I don't think they gut it out. I think that's why they don't stop trying to score at the end of matches unless they're absolutely winning, obviously, and then you just run into a corner. It's because they're trying to continuously refine the system which they play. And all of this means that they are absolutely bought in to what Mikel Arteta has instituted as a manager. They are completely bought in. Remember you would see Mikel Arteta on the sideline kind of, you know, gesticulating and going crazy um, when things weren't working perfectly or he's, people saying he was over-managing. He's not. He's trying to remind players, here's where you're supposed to be. Here's what you're supposed to do. If we do this correctly, at the end of the 90 minutes, we will have more goals than them. That doesn't matter. Forget what they're doing. They need to correct to what we're doing. And now you're seeing the players on the pitch doing that as well. And that, to me... I've spent the, the, the greater part of this season reminding people I've been correct about Mikel Arteta, uh, but I've also not really sat here and said, yo, we're going to win the league, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. I've joked about it, but I've not really said it. I'm still not ready to say because we've got to play City twice, but what I am ready to say is uh, this team, I'm willing to admit, is not the team that even I thought was playing incredibly well at the beginning of the season. This is a completely bought-in squad. This club is at a different level. Everyone has the same goal in mind when you're out there. To, for Eddie Nketiah to come in the way he has with Gabriel Jesus out, 
Yeah. We joked about it. Yo, this might not be an easy start for Gabriel Jesus when he comes back. And you guys can sit there and argue whether you do or don't. But I can't think of anything more beautiful than Eddie Nketiah getting this opportunity and absolutely bossing it. He's a completely different player than Jesus. But, my God, is he good. Yeah. But look, uh, he's, he's becoming uh, a bit of a, a clutch player, right? He scored. Very much. Uh, was it FA Cup? He got a – not a hat trick or something. He got a bunch of goals. Uh, he got, I think, a brace. Um, in, so he, I'm really he, bad at remembering that kind of stuff. His uh, confidence has been great. I mean, the so you know, and to, for him to score that late goal uh, was great. Then Saka's goal was spectacular. I mean, as well. and he did the Rashford celebration. Yeah, no, but because that's his house, bro. Right, right. But a couple of things. I mean, I want to talk about Manchester United a little bit. I, I thought the decision to start uh, Veghorst was odd. I, I I said it when I saw the lineup. I'm like, this is a little bit. This is a big game. And I don't exactly know why the guy that you just got a couple of weeks ago. As it started him as opposed to who? So I don't know. I mean, Rashford, usually, I used to think of Rashford to be up top. And, and it's not like he didn't play well. I think, you want, I think you want Rashford in the wings because he causes more problems there for... He's played, he's played at the nine sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, but, so, but I'm, I think specifically against Arsenal. Arsenal's, uh, you know, left back and right back go really far forward. Yeah. You could really hurt him with Rashford's ability to get that ball. I, and not even the speed, his, his trickery, really. I, I think the, the, you know, I think Vekors is in that... Squad, he's in the starting lineup because the, because he's tall. Yeah, and maybe corners, it, long, long, long throw-ins. Yeah, yeah. I, and look, it didn't really work out. I mean, Vegas is tall, but you know, Saliba and and Gabriel uh, are, are yeah. they're, they're big dudes too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I I think that uh, you know even and even when they when they tied the game, Lisandro uh, Martinez uh, uh, ties it. And and I liked I liked even seeing that he he there was a lot of confidence there. No grace whatsoever in that goal. That no. is that is an Argentinian but construction it, worker. Was that his first <laughs> goal for Manchester United? I believe so. But kissed the badge, did the whole nine. Kissed the badge. He also you know has to deal with the the comments of, of about his height, and he scores a header. Yeah, and he's just like, hey. I, I was so mad. I'm like, I can't believe <laughs> we gave up a header to this guy. But I mean, it's not really like the header you would imagine. It wasn't the header Enketia scored. Right. Right. Wasn't that Juan Basaka, who's been playing incredibly well, and I was, you know, I always just say, man, I love this dude, I, and he played badly, and I'm like, I still kind of like him, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he played incredibly well. But boy, he when he was just standing there waiting for the ball to get to him, and then all of a sudden, the back of Eddie Nketiah's head is in front of him. You saw his eyes go, no, <laughs> the noometer shot up in that moment. So yeah, that was a. Um, I thought that was a, a big moment, but again, uh, and I, I think yeah, odd, obviously the man of the match, uh, Eddie and Katia, I, and and for him to score that goal uh, at the end and uh, that back heel, I was like, yo, is this Giroud? Out it was here? A, yeah, it was exactly it was like a Giroud. Giroudish good call. goal. <laughs> good, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was very much in the Giroudish line. <laughs> um, it was, uh, I think, it was a shot. Zinchenko sent it in. Trossard, great start. Uh, great, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, great, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great first uh, looked match. pretty good. Not a start, obviously, but yeah, it looked really well. Right in the system. Drove at defenders, which is what you want. Um, but yeah, the shot I believe came from Odegaard, and Eddie Nketiah just changed its. It's direction. It probably would have been stopped at De Gea, but uh, Eddie Nketiah just slightly nudged it with his foot over, over uh, uh, a diving De Gea. And when I saw that, everyone's like, it's offside, it's offside. It was clearly onside. Yeah, yeah. But when I saw that, I was like, 
those are the things that would never go for us in seasons past. Sure. Those are the things that would come against us. They would never go for us. We're getting those lucky bounces. And I hate to take the skill away from Eddie and Ketia, but it was really like when you look back at it, it's lucky that he was in that moment, that he was in that spot, that he was able to lift his foot up, that he wasn't offside. All those things, just absolute incredible. I mean, this man is playing at his peak. What do we do when Gabriel Jesus comes back? Can these guys play together? I said at the beginning of this, uh, of this uh, season when we, I saw them in, both in Baltimore and in Orlando where we are right now. They played incredibly well together, Gabriel Jesus and Eddie Nketiah. Do you use that opportunity to give Martinelli a little bit of a break? Do you use that opportunity to give Saka a little bit of a break as we get into the second half of the season? I am excited to see what happens when Gabriel Jesus gets back. But if they're both you know, trying to compete for the starting up top, bro... Yeah. It's not as simple as, all right, Eddie, back to the bench. It's just not that simple. <laughs> I agree. This I man agree. is playing himself into the starting lineup. Uh, a couple. Uh, I wish it was like playoffs in a Super Bowl type game. You know what I mean? <laughs> because you know what I mean? Like as you get to the end of the season, you start to be like, oh, who's going to be the starter in the playoffs? Sure. We don't get that in this, bro. All right, I don't know. So it sucks about who's going to start the single table, bro. You need single. Nah, Anthony, you got, you bro. got a Super Bowl. You got the Europa League final, bro. bro Who going <laughs> to stop us now? I don't even care what we do there because it looks like top four is at the very least guaranteed. It'd be it'd be a, a wild fall from grace. No, I mean, I would if if Arsenal win uh, Europa, I would at the very least be incredibly proud of Matt Turner. So that's that's where I'm. Oh yeah, I forgot about for, Matt Turner. For some success. Yeah, uh, Matt Turner would have stopped that goal from. Uh, <laughs> I just I'm gonna keep saying it. But right now, uh, Arsenal halfway through the season at 50 points. Pep Guardiola said they they can see he can see Arsenal getting a hundred points this yeah. season, which would be absolutely insane. Um, Are you gonna come to the parade with me if we win? I mean, sure, why not? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I got nothing to do. No, I'm pretty sure you're gonna I'll bring, be having I'll, a baby. I'll bring the baby. I'll bring yeah, the yeah. baby. Bring your bring your pregnant wife. You got the baby in England. Look at that, huh? You got yourself a little out in case this country, in case the people I've met here in Orlando continue to vote. Um, okay, a couple other things I want to just make sure we talk about as far as the Premier League weekend. Um, Leeds, uh, they draw against Brentford. Uh, this was a, a game I think a lot of people were paying attention to, especially at the Fan Fest. Matthew Lewis, uh, old uh, Neville Longbottom from Harry Potter, was uh, here as well. He hosts uh, a Leeds podcast. Um, but he was, uh, a lot of Leeds fans came out uh, here. Lot, so yeah. it, was, it was pretty cool. And he, um, uh, yeah, they, 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 a lot of Leeds fans are, they're getting, uh, they're done with all the, uh, you know, Leeds United States or whatever. Uh, they are, uh, so a couple of people said Jesse out. Yeah. They, they're they're kind of done with him. And they, we punished them by not throwing a shirt. <laughs> they wanted they wanted points. Uh, uh, they wanted three points in this game uh, because, they, they're again, they're... Okay, they're, Brentford's in eighth. You're what, 16th, 15th? I don't know what they were before. I'm assuming they were in 16th. But... Relax. Of course, you want three points. It's Brentford. Brentford's it, played incredibly well. They're top half of the they're table. Not, they're not winning games um, that they uh, could win. I mean, Leeds. They, they, they're, they're yeah, Leeds. They're, yeah. they're getting a lot of draws, uh, and uh, so I can see where Leeds fans are finally getting uh, kind of frustrated. But they, uh, I, I would say that they're they're not having as severe a problem of like as like Everton, who who can barely create chances, but they're just not really putting them away. And maybe this is where you're seeing the loss of uh, Rafinha, um, you know, after going to Barcelona. This is like 
they can't figure out. They can't just like unlock defenses a, a little bit like uh, right. like they did last season. So and look, they've got Nottingham Forest coming up next, which is a, a game they can absolutely win. Yeah, the fans will be very angry if they cannot win that game. But then after that, they've got a back to back home and away mm. against Manchester United. Okay, so all right, six points I'll right just, there. I'll just make this sound. <laughs> and then you guys can figure out what that means. Um, and then Everton after that. So easy three points. Absolute madness. Okay. <laughs> um, the uh, I want to talk about a couple things before we wrap up. Um, Juventus. Juve. Juve um, are uh, they're down bad. Yeah. Okay. Because about, by about fifteen <laughs> points, they uh, apparently they found. Um, What's the exact um, uh, I have it allegation here. or uh, or the issue? Italian Football Federation FIGC announced on Friday evening that Juventus has been deducted 15 points for financial irregularities mm. uh, in and false was accounting in relation a, to historic was Alexis tra- managing the books uh, <laughs> <laughs> in uh, in relation to historic transfer. First of all, why are you looking at my books uh, in exchange for players between clubs? So in other words, during the transfer, they were saying like, "Hey, uh, we bought this guy for a 20, right?" Wink. Um, the club stands accused of pumping up its balance sheet by deliberately inflating player valuations during transfers in order to boost quote capital gains uh wow uh fgc prosecutor uh, prosecutor giuseppe chine uh had said uh had requested a nine point penalty be applied the federation is due to publish the reason for its ruling within the next 10 days okay so they were like yo do nine points and they're like hold that nine we're gonna drop another six on top of that this happened to juve uh, a couple years ago where they got sent to the calcio polio or whatever it was called where they uh they were found to be threatening and bribing officials right and then they locked the officials in the locker room and then they were sent to uh serie b right yeah um and uh so this is you know i I, as far as like uh you know i'm not a uva fan but you know weston mckinney is there uh so as as a usmnt fan i'm just like get my baby weston out of there okay he's working for criminals uh (laughs) once again the rumors of weston arsenal are hotting up hotting up yeah (laughs) Uh, shouts to to tiktok for having a heating up button and never once clicking it for the cool yeah bro what nobody slipped up and hit the button for us you see the button right there bro username (laughs) hit it Um, by the way can we look at the ads that i'm being fed here oh it just went away just as i said that oh Oh, here it is uh so they're giving me a shirt which looks like it comes from the set of game of thrones right right right. it's like a tunic not tunic it's more of a uh, what it's would like you three call? button it, tight. It, it's when you play uh, like a any kind of medieval game, like the the clothing that you start with in a game. Yeah, that's this is that. it. <laughs> this is it. It looks like I, like, I, like rat- I'm a poor Lannister, <laughs> right. and on the shirt is printed in the Game of Thrones font. It said, "That's what I do. I fixed up and I fix stuff, and I know things." Damn, those are two things I, I do not do, dude. Damn, how do they know your your catchphrase? <laughs> what kind of shit is this, bro? And it said, "Don't piss off old people." Whoa, the older we get, the it's purposely blurry. So. Yeah, so I have to click on it. Uh, uh, Bro, what kind of that's what, that's what you get for making fun of Seamus Coleman, dog? Yo, dog, what kind of <laughs> what kind of shit is being? <laughs> uh, at me, so, uh, okay, so but the, the main thing here is that there were a lot of players that did go to Juve with uh, with the thought of 
you know, kind of renewed success for for the club. They've been uh, the last couple of years. Uh, they've been struggling. They went from winning what six uh, scudettos in a row, uh, if I'm not mistaken, which is so boring. I mean, it is what it is. They 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 are very good and they dominate uh, Italy. But the but the last couple of years has has clearly been um, uh, the the Milan's Inter and uh, and Milan. Um, so. What does this mean for, I mean, not just Weston McKinney, but players like um, like Paul Pogba, who just got there. Players like uh, uh, Angel Di Maria. Hasn't even played yet. Paul Pogba's like, another, uh, what? Angel Di Maria. Um, the, and then Arsenal fans were making fun of uh, Dusan uh, Vlahovic for picking Arsenal. Uh, for for picking Juve instead of uh, going to Arsenal because he was heavily linked, and uh, he was to the like, club. "I want to play Champions League football." Well, well, it's Juve. Juve got knocked I, out. In the should, group. should we send Vlahovic maybe the video game FIFA? Because <laughs> he said he wanted to play Champions League. Bro, get in there. All right, no, Champions League is in Pez, right? Champions League. What do you, oh, like the branding of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think it's in Pez, okay. which is not Pez anymore now. It's, it's e-football. e-football. Nobody, no, literally nobody plays it. No. Uh, so, uh, Unless you want to sponsor the show, then we will. <laughs> People rather play Football Manager than than uh, e-football. Yeah, yeah but football Pez, ma- Pez had a moment in the in the mid two thousands. Yeah, in the, in, the, in the mid thoughts. I, in the I mid was, thoughts. I was more of a winning eleven. Ooh, that was, I'm a, I'm an OG. Bro. I was a Subateo or whatever that thing is called. Okay. Remember that big bang and all the machine, <laughs> all the guys were running around. Okay, that so was my shit. The uh, oh wait, so Napoli wins this. <laughs> Napoli is now guaranteed to win Serie A. You are twelve points ahead midway yeah. through the season. Yeah, it's you. Napoli's you good? good. Napoli's pretty good. Um, Napoli's incredible. But you, you got knocked out of uh, Champions League, um, right in the group stage. So they're done. They're, they're uh, done. And they're then t- and next season. Uh, it, it's gonna be a brutal time. I mean, and look, they're in Europa, and they're still in Coppa Italia. Oh, so they got moved. They they they, they qualify for yeah, Europa, they qualify for Europa, uh, uh, but they were they were in Champions League, obviously. Yeah. Um. So and also, by the way, we are you know we should also say that there's gonna be a very long legal battle about this points deduction. It may not happen in time for their points to be added back, but they are gonna fight this thing tooth and nail. And from what I I've heard, they're gonna lock the opposing lawyers into the locker room. So uh, <laughs> until you figure it uh-huh. out. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, Except my threats, or uh, more threats, will be levied against you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we should wrap up because we have flights uh, to catch. That's right. Um, every uh, again, a reminder: uh, join Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/SoccerCooligans for our uh, no cap recap podcast, so you can hear all about. Uh, how it went down out here in Orlando Premier League Fan Fest again? Uh, yeah, everybody here, uh, um, uh, the NBC staff and crew, and every it, it, it. I mean, we had a great time in Philly, and it, it's I don't know, it felt like even more like family this time around. It was very, very uh, awesome. So absolutely incredible. It was, uh, and and I didn't even mention it to you, but uh, went to the rap party. I was able to swing by, and uh, the the everybody was very complimentary about uh, what we add to uh, the um, uh, the NBC Premier League Fan Fest. But I was complimentary back in saying, you know, getting the opportunity to do this and to be a part of it uh, for a second time has been absolutely incredible. So yeah. thank you. And thank shout you out to all, all the fans that came up to us. A lot of people uh, oh asked us God. for photos. Um, most of the time they were like, you know, screaming, Tim, Tim, Tim. Yeah, can, uh, Tim, can we get a photo? I'm putting my arm <laughs> I'm around I'm like, him. hey, I'm right here. I don't know why you yeah. yeah. uh, <laughs> He but, don't want you, bro, so you have to deal lot, with me. A lot of people came up to us uh, <clears throat> very comp- <clears throat> sorry, complimentary as well. So thank you to everybody uh, so who said hello. Um, just a, a really, really uh, dope time. You know, we, we never know 
uh, we, we don't see the faces of the people listening to uh, to the podcast. Right. So, so it's nice to, to meet people in it person. Is. It is. And it's nice to, to hear that, you know, people tell us, oh, I listen to the show at work or I listen to it with my kids in the car or I listen and, uh, you know, you need to reassess if you yeah. do that. But uh, <laughs> I listen to it on the way to work. Like that kind of stuff means the world to us just to let us know, you know, what what your how we can be a part of your routine is so cool. Because, again, we're just two dummies who picked up a microphone and started talking about the sport. Let's go. Okay. So, you know what? Anything is possible. If you yep. Bro, two idiots kids, like us. If your kids don't believe in themselves, bro, just <laughs> let them meet me, bro. Okay, the bar is incredibly low. <laughs> you just, gotta, you just gotta walk over it sometimes. Uh, nah, man, seriously, uh, everybody was uh, really, really dope. Great, great weekend. I can't wait to get some rest because uh, I'm quite exhausted. Sleeping on the plane? Um, I slept quite a bit tonight or last night. Um, I got like one or seven hours, something like that. I, Pretty I, good. I might have, I might have did a, I might have did a cool eight. Okay. So, but I'm, I'm still not recovered. No, so no, no. Because after being up, uh, you know, eighteen hours, that'll sort of get. get I'm gonna try not to sleep on the plane so I can actually sleep like a lot. Yeah, yeah, time. I think so too. Uh, yeah, right now I'm feeling all right. All right. So, well, you know what. And by the way, we both got to come out here with our wives, and that was a lot of fun. So thank you for that, NBC. We got to hang out. We all went to go to dinner, the four of us. Huh? Yeah, it was it so was, much fun. It was lovely. Did you have a good time, Christian? I did have a good time. Did, uh, you, did you have a good time hanging out with me and my wife? Uh, yeah, your wife is great. So Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, yeah she's great to hang That's out with. That's all I need to hear. Because <laughs> um, if not, it would have just been the four of us, me, you, your wife, and your baby yeah. in, the, in the belly. Yeah, this, was the, this was our baby moon. Mm, yeah, glad so. I could be on it. <laughs> so, just a memorable time. The baby because had apparently a, you forgot the invite for the honeymoon. I didn't get to go to that. <laughs> uh, the baby had a great time. So uh, just uh, kicking all day. And uh, uh, shouts to uh, Dave, our private tour guide over at... Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got... We'll, we'll do that in no camera. No, no, camp. no yeah, I do yeah. want to say dave you're absolutely incredible thank you very much if you do want to do a private tour they're not cheap again thank you nbc <laughs> but if you do do it get dave dave yeah. knows a lot about the uh at, at universal studios yeah we did a, a a private tour uh no cap recap going here about it all <laughs> so uh yeah join the patreon for, for all that all right everybody thank you so much for joining us seriously uh from orlando from the lowe's portofino bay hotel in uh, the barini room <laughs> we absolutely uh, uh had a great time here so thank you so much uh for letting Letting us use the space and thank you so much for listening to the podcast follow us everywhere at soccer cooligans uh wherever you get social media we're i'm sure we're there and uh we will see you tomorrow for a shouts to us we'll focus on all things american soccer uh so we'll get uh, to that tomorrow all right everybody peace love you guys oh here comes our coffee this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.